You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. a short week and working with a banged up group of pass catchers, he figured Aaron Rodgers would need to be very good if the Green Bay Packers were to come out on top Sunday. Rodgers decided to be perfect instead. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I'm your host, Chris Lempsis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here to break down Green Bay's Rodgers-led 42-24 win over the Oakland Raiders on Sunday at Lambeau Field. With the win, the Packers stay in first place in the NFC North at 6-1, 6-1. Wow, let me say that again. The Green Bay Packers are 6-1. Who would have ever guessed that? Beautiful. They're a full game plus the tiebreaker ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, who defeated the Detroit Lions on the road Sunday to improve to 5-2. and two. The Bears are 3-2 and and hosting the New Orleans Saints as I record this, and it sure looks like they're going to drop to 3-3, three and three, huh, folks? As the Saints are pounding them 29-10 early in the fourth quarter at Soldier Field. Gotta love that. The Lions, as already mentioned, lost to Minnesota and are still in dead last at 2-3-1. and one. Ha. Before we get into the fun, I'd like to mention the social media accounts. Let's start with Twitter, LemsMKE, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, OL, apostrophe, bag of donuts, old bag of donuts. I tried changing the name again this past week to Lem's Talk and Pack, but as always, Facebook is the worst and it wouldn't let me. It said it violated their community guidelines. Can someone tell me what about Lem's Talk and Pack violates their community guidelines? That doesn't make any sense to me. But again, they're the worst, so I guess I'm not surprised. And then the email account, OL, bag of donuts at gmail, old bag of donuts at gmail.com. Send me anything you want. Chris, you're great. Chris, you stink. I don't like those as much. Here's where you can get better. Here's where you're already great. Anything. Send it along. I welcome it. Hit me. And then lastly, I do want to mention the Podbean account is officially fully dead. I didn't renew it by the 16th, so they actually went back and deleted. (laughs) They deleted everything I did. I think it's still, if you did want to listen to it, it's still on the Lemps Talk and Pack iTunes feed, but it won't be on Podbean ever again. Um, so yeah, PackersTalk.com is the only place you will find this show going forward. That and the Packers Talk iTunes feed, of course. And I couldn't be happier to be here once again. And then I do want to mention lastly that, uh, I'm a bit under the weather, so if my voice sounds off, it's not you. That is just how it sounds. Uh, been fighting off a really nasty cold these last few days. Actually, today is the best I felt. I wasn't even sure when I woke up this morning if I was going to be able to do the show, but just I felt better as the day has gone on. You know, I play through it, man. I'm here. Every October, I swear I get this. Every mid to late October. This year, this time around, first it was one of my kids that got it. I have twin boys. Then he gave it to my other son, who then passed it to my wife, who then, of course, gave it to me. Thought maybe I dodged a bullet. Of course, I did not. So that's great. All right, so now that I've gotten all that out of the way, it's time to talk about the game. And really... No other place you can start than with the play. Number 12, the man, 
quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what a day for 12. What a freaking day. Completing 25 of 31 passes. 25 of 31 for 429 yards. That is an astounding 13.8 yards per attempt. 13.8. That is ridiculous. And five passing touchdowns with no picks. He also had a three-yard touchdown run early in the third quarter. So six total TDs on the day. Six tutties for 12. Maybe that should be the title of the podcast. Six tutties for 12. That has kind of a ring to it. We'll see. Uh, And as mentioned in the lead, he was indeed perfect, at least in terms of quarterback rating, returned in a flawless 158.3 mark. A couple of fun historical notes on Rodgers' performance in this one. This is from the Twitter account Packers History. At Historic Packers, a must-follow for any Packer fan on Twitter, as I've said numerous times on the show over the years, and they're not paying me to say that. I just, I think they're great. Aaron Rodgers' 158.3 passer rating today is the only perfect QB rating game by a Packer QB since the NFL-AFL merger of 1970. The Packers have one such game between 1950 and 1969. Bart Starr on December 17, 1960, in a 35-21 win at the LA Rams. He was 8 of 9 for 201 yards and 2 touchdowns. Of course, the late great Bart Starr. And then this note from another excellent Twitter account, Pro Football Reference, at PFREF. Definitely got to follow them. Aaron Rodgers threw his 350th passing TD today. He's the first QB in NFL history to reach 350 in just 165 starts. So just another feather in the cap, in a cap full of feathers, for Aaron Rodgers, the tremendous career that he has turned in, certainly first ballot Hall of Famer. So yeah, despite what you may have heard on social media last week, Aaron Rodgers is in fact not finished. I don't even know who was the person that said that. I meant to find out, and then like I said, I got sick, so I, I never was able to, to to look into it. I never saw it come up on my feed. I just saw people talking about it. It's not important, I guess, because clearly whoever said that isn't that smart. All you had to do is watch today to see that he's not finished. And, you know, obviously the numbers on Rodgers' performance against the Raiders are incredible. But as I've said before here, stats only tell you so much. Yeah, even in a game like this when he put up the mind-bending numbers that I just read off. It was the way Rodgers put up those numbers that's most impressive. The first big thing to me, it's the biggest thing, he did a lot of his damage, most of his damage in the pocket, which is great. (coughs) He's cutting back on the Houdini Captain Magic Act. Captain F and Magic, for those who've seen um, the criminally underrated Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that movie. Uh, And that's fantastic, right? He's staying put, he's trusting his reads, and he's trusting his receivers. That is huge, because that shows to me that he has, in case we were still wondering, bought in fully to this offense. He trusts what Matt LaFleur wants to do. And, you know, that trust, or rather lack thereof, That was such a big thing that sunk he and McCarthy's relationship, I think, you know? I just think Rodgers stopped trusting the offense, stopped trusting Mike, and decided that for things to work, he had to basically play hero ball. You know, breaking the pocket, constantly looking for the home run. Now, that doesn't seem to be the case. And you can't overstate how huge that is for this team. Not just this season, but in the years to come, as his relationship continues to grow and evolve with Lafleur. And another sign to me that he's bought into the offense comes from how much he spread the ball around today. I mean, after Alan Lazard's monster second half against Detroit, some thought, I think, you know, maybe he'd 
become the new top target as Devontae Adams was again out with his turf toe injury. Get well soon, Devontae. But nope, eight different players had receptions Sunday, and all eight had, are you ready for this, at least two catches and at least 26 yards receiving. Five different players caught touchdowns as well. Five. Simply put, I mean, you're not giving that many guys opportunities, and in some cases, big opportunities, unless you fully trust the system that's in place. That's clear to me, you know? And that's where Rodgers is now. So, you know, maybe the national media can go find another story to harp on, right? Probably not, though. Um, also, you know, for those national media people, they mobbed him in the locker room after Lafleur gave him the game ball. So clearly, yeah, his teammates hate his guts. Hashtag sarcasm font. And then, you know, some great individual performances among those skill position guys as well. Aren't they all skill position guys, though? I always laugh when they say the skill position guys on offense. I go, I think every position takes skill, right? I kind of hate that term, but I can't think of anything better, so I'm using it. But, I mean, just go over the numbers, right? I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS as we call him here on the show. Two catches, but 133 yards. <laughs> touchdown. He had a 74-yard catch and a 59-yard catch. So, you know, and he was one of those guys I mentioned in the league, you know, the banged-up group of pass catchers. He was really banged up. I think he had a knee injury and an ankle thing. And it didn't even it didn't even look like he was going to play as of, like, Friday. And then as the weekend progressed, I think he got upgraded. And then he was up when they announced the inactives today. So, but clearly, I don't think, I mean, clearly he's not at 100%, but he still turned in a great performance. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, another nice day for him. 12, uh, 12 carries, 50 yards. It was the receiving game where he made his mark, though, folks. 33, four catches, 33 yards, including the 21-yard touchdown. That, I mean, what a thing of beauty that catch was, right? After he, you know, he drops that wide-open touchdown pass on Monday night. Felt like he was kind of hanging his head. I had a feeling he'd bounce back, though, and he did. That great touchdown catch today, again, from 21 yards out. The adjustment he made, Rodgers was throwing it to his one shoulder, and he basically turned his body, or he had his body set up for it to come one way. Rodgers threw it to turn back the other way and catch it, and he did in traffic. You know, and that's one of the things I love about Aaron Jones. You know that when he makes a mistake, he's going to bounce back strong. You know, you think about last year's Sunday Night Football in New England, he fumbles that ball, basically cost the Packers the game at the end. Came back, had a great rest of the season. And, and you know what? I had a feeling he would do that again today, and he did. So, but still, it was great to see. You know, Jake Kumaro, touchdown, Jesus. 37-yard touchdown <laughs> reception to end the first half. Great work by Kumaro getting past the DB and then somehow keeping his feet in bounds as he tippy-toed down the sidelines and then, you know, uh, reached the ball across into the end zone. I, you know, it was close. It looked kind of like maybe at one point his foot hit the paint. Not enough, I don't think, to overturn it, but it was really close. Either way, great play by Kumaro. Great to see him get involved. Alan Lazard had an incredible leaping catch today. And he finishes with three catches for thirty or for three for forty-two. So he carries over his nice performance from Monday night. Jimmy Graham! Four catches, sixty-five yards, and a tutty. And how about that one play when he caught the ball on the sidelines and made, what, like two or three guys miss? Cutting his way in? Looked like a Jimmy Grandma old. Maybe? Maybe there's some life left in those legs? Who knows? And then Danny Vitale. 
The fullback. Make fullbacks great again. That's what his hat says, right, that he wears? Two catches for 43 yards. I love the play design where they basically lined him up as a tight end, and then he just quick shoots out into the flat, and Rodgers hit him. That was a big gain. That was, what did he end up having on that one? I think that was the 22-yard gainer. That was a great play. Love that play design. Hopefully that stays in the playbook. Um, you know, of course, it's easy for Rodgers in that group to have success when the offensive line plays like it did Sunday, right? Especially in terms of pass protection or pass pro, as the hip cool kids say. Uh, Rodgers was sacked just once, hit just three times, and was given a mountain of time with which to work on a great deal of his pass attempts. That was awesome. Fitting, especially uh, fitting, too, when you consider that the offensive line was on the pro uh, cover for the program today. So, nice little bit of synchronicity there. And, you know, the performance of the offense was absolutely necessary Sunday because, frankly, the defense was just not very good. Just not good enough, folks. So, well, I guess good enough because they won, but in a broader sense, not very good. Uh, Surrounding 484 yards of total offense to Oakland. Packers, by contrast, had 481. So they actually did get outgained by Oakland. Not that that means much, but they got gashed on the ground. Rookie Josh Jacobs. Boy, does he look like he's going to be a stud for years to come, huh? Racked up 124 yards on 21 carries. That's a 5.9 yards per carry. If you were wondering. So yeah, it looks like the issues have returned for the run defense. Now, some of that was Jacobs powering through huge holes. Sometimes powering through Green Bay defenders like Adrian Amos. Boy, he ran him over. On, I think, the first play of the game. But some of it was just poor tackling as well, you know? The intensity that I felt... I felt like the intensity was there Monday night against Detroit as far as the run defense goes. It didn't feel like it was there today. Little bit here and there, but overall, definitely not where it needs to be. And Kenny Clark leaving for a while with an injury didn't help anything either, but I just think... I don't know. Just It's back to being a major concern. It's nice to have a week off, though, from it being a major concern, right? Uh, They allowed Derek Carr to complete 22 of 28 passes for 293 yards and two scores. He did have one interception and one fumble, which, of course, we'll get to in a little bit. But, I mean, he had a nice day, you know, at least for the most part. Some of that was good play design by John Gruden, but a lot of it was just piss-poor coverage. Why they went zone so often, I have no idea. I mean, a lot of times it was just guys running wide open. You can't have that. That's just not good enough. And the pa- a lot of that and a lot of car success was because the pass rush was completely non-existent. Zero sacks, zero QB hits. I mean, that's basically unacceptable. Considering Oakland was missing one of its starting tackles, it was there for the Smiths or anyone else really to get after Carr. Simply put, they didn't. Maybe they're spending too much time on their sack celebrations. That's a joke. That's a joke, you a holes. I'm just kidding. Someone's going to say that this week, though. Don't worry. You're going to see a few people say that this week. That is not why they didn't have a good day. They just didn't play well. Just play well enough. Has nothing to do with the sack celebrations. Just want to say it again. I am. That was a total joke on my part. Uh, you know, another thing that was troubling, they couldn't stop Raiders tight end Darren Waller. Even though coming in, we all knew he was their one big weapon on offense, other than Jacobs. But as far as pass catchers, he was their one big weapon. Still puts up seven catches, 126 yards, and two scores. Though some of that did come in garbage time. Either way, it's not good, considering Travis Kelsey's on the docket next week in Kansas City. I mean, <laughs> they got to get that. They got to get that fixed in a hurry. Now they did benefit from one major car error, that of the unforced variety, 
when he fumbled out of bounds into the end zone on a second and goal scramble from the two late in the first half. Now, I guess Blake Martinez did aid the effort by shoving Carr, but still, I'm going to say that was mostly on Carr, that mistake. Either way, boy, what an all-time boner from him there, huh? I mean, I get wanting to make a play for your team, but you're just asking for trouble stretching the ball out like that in that spot on the field. And I mean, Carr, of all people, should know this since it already happened to him in 2017 against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, come on, man. For a veteran, that's just, you can't make that mistake. <laughs> and it's funny, too. You know, I knew right away that was going to be Green Bay ball, even as Jim Nance was calling it a touchdown. It was just obvious that quickly, I felt. And, of course, that was a huge moment, you know, instead of it potentially being 17-14 Oakland going into the half. Packers drive down and score. Now it's 21-10. Now, having said all that, I don't want to overlook the few nice moments turned in by the defense. (laughs) Aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Um, Because, you know, they did have a few nice moments, and they all came at fairly crucial times, right? Let's start with early fourth quarter, fourth and goal at the one, Packers up 35-17, game not over yet by any means. Jacobs takes the handoff, tries to leap over the top of the pile. Here comes linebacker B.J. Goodson to hammer Jacobs and send him spinning away from the goal line. Packers take over on downs. Great play. Huge play. And you know, Goodson, he made another nice play earlier in the game too that I one I want to mention because I think it may get overlooked. He came up with a nice stop of Jacobs on first and goal at the three late in the first half. He only surrendered one yard on that play. What happened the very next play? You guessed it. The Derek Carr fumble. So without Goodson's work on first down, Green Bay definitely, again, could have been down 17-14 at the half. This is my first time mentioning Goodson on the pods this season. He's starting to come on the last couple of weeks after being traded to the Packers from the uh, New York Giants in early September. He did some nice work against the run last week uh, against the Lions, I thought. So you're really you're starting to notice Goodson find a foothold for himself in this defense. That's, that's really important. Uh, especially with the run defense still struggling, as they're going to need guys like Goodson to, to be better and better every week to get this thing turned around. And then the other nice play came in the fourth quarter, actually on Oakland's first drive after the Goodson fourth and goal stop. First and 10, Green Bay 15, Raiders driving, still down 35-17. Still not game over yet. Carr looking end zone for Waller. Amos makes the nice deflection, tipping it up in the air so Kevin King could come down with the pick. (coughs) King made a nice grab, but really, as I said on Twitter, Amos should get like half a pick for his work there. That was really impressive to tip that ball up and keep it up in the air long enough so King could come down with it. It was really, it was great stuff. So, you know, yeah, all in all, not a great day from this group, but a couple of nice plays, a few nice plays, and a fortuitous bounce out of bounds. Add all that up, and it was enough. Well, that coupled with, again, the otherworldly effort from Rodgers, that is. And, you know, (coughs) speaking again of Rodgers, the 2019 Packers come up with another way to win a game today. So far, we've seen them win with defense. We've seen them win with the running game. We've seen them win with the special teams being a huge factor. And okay, maybe they've won with some help from the refs, at least last week against the Lions. And you know, it's not that Rodgers has been bad. It's just that he's been more of a complimentary piece thus far, right? We definitely hadn't seen Rodgers lead him to lead him to victory by going Godzilla mode or Superman mode. Well, we have now. And the Packers are just that much more lethal because of it. I mean, imagine if they can fire on all cylinders. Hooey! Imagine if they can fire on all cylinders. Holy shit. 
And again, you know, this is going to be a team that has a say in who comes out of the NFC. I feel like I say it every week, but like, I still sense some skepticism amongst fans. And I'm just here to tell you, like, you can buy in. This is, I don't know if they're going to get to Miami in February, but they're going to have a say in who gets to Miami in February. I know that much. The Packers are for real, folks. They ain't perfect, but they are for real. And I do want to get to some Twitter. I I asked people to send me Twitter questions, comments, anything they had before we get uh, out of here. (coughs) I didn't really give much notice. It looks like I only got one. It's from uh, Antifa Spook Soldier. Not even going to touch that one. At T underscore W underscore R underscore tweets. You write in every week and you kill me with the underscores, but whatever. Just kidding. It's fine. All right. If we stay healthy, the sky's the limit for this team soaking it up. Yeah. I mean, again, it really kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It feels like as long as health stays on their side. And, you know, I you could even argue health hasn't really been on their side. I mean, Devontae Adams is one of the best five receivers in football, and he's been out, what, the last three games now? So, and we don't know when he's going to come back. They said during the game day, I think it was Tracy Wolfson said he's told her he's hoping maybe to practice this week. I said last week I thought KC was as early as we could expect him back. I don't know at this point. Maybe KC could be could be the Chargers game. The week after could be the Panthers, which is their last game before the bye. Don't know. But, I mean, you could say even right now, health hasn't totally been on their side. I mean, I think Bakhtiari's been battling a back issue. Kenny Clark's been hurt. You know, Geronimo Allison just got out of the concussion protocol, what, last night or this morning? You know, MVS, as I mentioned, is banged up. I mean, this is a banged-up team. They haven't had a lot of guys miss a lot of games, but as far as the players being at 100%, no. That luck hasn't totally been on their side so far. They definitely are fighting through some stuff. So the fact that they're 6-1, and one, in spite of that, is incredible. Um, Yeah. Anything else? That's it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, time to start wrapping this up. We look ahead to next week and a road test against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football as the Packers continue their three-game trip through the AFC West. You know, I wondered on Twitter during the game, when was the last time Green Bay played three straight against teams from a division other than its own? And I got an answer from the <laughs> some of these these handles. Candy corn is okay at Illpod. Uh, let me know. I just had to look this one up. The forgotten 2005 season, Green Bay played the NFC South three weeks in a row from weeks three to five. And you know what? I went back and checked. He's absolutely right. The Packers played in order. Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Orleans. They lost the first two <coughs> before blowing the Saints out 52-3 to at Lambeau, a game I actually was at. So there's the answer to that bit of trivia. It's been... A little over 14 years since this has happened to them. Now, unfortunately, as far as next Sunday goes, we won't get Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes as he suffered a knee injury Thursday night and is not likely to play in this one. It's really a shame. You know, I know some people might have been calling this a a massive break for the pack. And I mean, of course it is. Right. But I was really looking forward to this matchup to see truly where the Packers are at. And just as a fan of the game in general, I mean, Rodgers versus Mahomes. Those are the matchups you live for as a fan, right? It's just, it's a real shame we're not going to get to see that. 
And who knows? We may never see it again because they won't play the Chiefs again until, what, 2023? Maybe Aaron Rodgers is playing still. Maybe not. It's really It would really be unfortunate if we never got that matchup. And at this point, who knows? We might not. But still, you know what? KC has a ton of talent. Andy Reid is a great head coach. And you know he'll have them ready for the Packers, even without Mahomes. Even if Matt Moore is the quarterback, you know he's going to have a plan and he's going to have that team ready. So this is not a gimme. I don't want to hear anybody say this is like a gimme game for the Packers. It is not. Not at all. It should be very, very interesting. And of course, I'll be back to break it all down, win, lose, or draw. So until then, thank you for listening. I am Chris Lempesis, and this has been Lemp's Talk and Pack. Go, Pack, go.